It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. What up, folks? Welcome in. It is Hardwood Handicappers here on Valentine's Day. Yes. yes, the day of love, and we love the NBA, and that's why we're here. Kelly Bidlin, you hear him? He is here with me, so no solo bloviating like yesterday. Uh, Kelly, do you have a loved one? Do you do anything on Valentine's Day? What's a day like? Uh, what's a day of love think, like for Kelly? I think Bidlin? I'm just going to be loving the NBA tonight. Is what I think I'm going to be doing. Yeah, uh, going I will be to too. Bed at like 8 p.m. Probably. <laughs> so I think the underrated part about Valentine's Day for somebody like myself, who is uh, married, right, has two kids. Um, Valentine's Day is more important for people who are dating, I think. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah, Not yeah, people. Yeah. Like I came home yesterday. Yeah, you got two damn kids to worry about now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So like I came home yesterday, um, bought my wife some roses, right? And a nice little vase and a card. But like that's it. You know, we don't have to do anything crazy uh because we show each other that we love each other every day. Um <laughs> but nothing nothing nutty. Like and actually my Valentine's Day gift tonight is uh, my wife is going to watch Warriors Clippers with me. She said, I'll probably fall asleep wow. during the game, but I'll sit and watch it with you. And I was wow. like, all right, cool. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, well, you go. Hey, that's a gesture, at least. That's a it gesture. Is. I, it is. Reg- regardless of what, my, of, what, of what situations are, though, I'm always a believer in the, like, just go out another night. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. it, it is like, like. To, to you know this year it's a it's a freaking random wednesday like what what yep. like you're gonna force yourself to like create some plans for a random wednesday night when you know everybody's in the middle of their work lives and whatever you're dealing with in life like just figure out something cool on like a weekend that actually works in the future well or, you know, every, or the past. and everything today is marked up and there's like there's specials i'm doing air right. quotes for our podcast audience um there's no other audience and um like that is not as you know, they're not cheap. Like everything is expensive. Mm. So um, it's a good day to just, you know, chill. But if you're in a new relationship, if you're listening to this, better I pony you, up. Hope you got it right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you got it right. Um, all right. So speaking of new relationships, I am in a new relationship. I'm not divorcing my wife, but I'm in a new relationship. He's about seven, one, 
and I think like 98 pounds soaking wet. I am now in a relationship with Chet Holmgren, who I did bet to win Rookie of the Year. Yesterday at 5-1, to one, Kelly, uh, I was Last by myself. Yep, uh, so I was by myself yesterday. I uh, talked about this on the podcast. Uh, obviously, put the money where the mouth is. I did add Chet Holmgren at 5-1 to one to win Rookie of the Year. Odds that were better before the season began. So I think I like my position. I think the gap between him and Wembenyama is not that large. Uh, where do you stand? Before we get to the card, I wanted to pick your brain on this. Yeah. Where do you stand with where Wembenyama is now in terms of odds? The gap between him and Holmgren and me adding Holmgren uh, to my futures portfolio for a while. Yeah, I think I think it's tough. I, 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 heard, I heard you talking about it yesterday. I mean, I added him, what was it, three weeks ago at this, but it wasn't even that long. Um, it was when the favorite switch happened. I waited a couple yeah. days. I grabbed Chet at, I think, two to one or something like that. Um, so, obviously, you got a better number than me. I think it's it, – look, there. are we live still? We're definitely still live. I agree with you completely there. The basic counting stats are going to go Wemby's way. There's going to be this, you know, narrative that likely goes Wemby's way. Uh, but I think very much like the MVP – um, and yes, it has not mattered in this race nearly as much, but I do think, I do think if the thunder finish, mm-hmm. you know, with, if they're, if we're talking about them at number one in the West with Chet being as massive of a contributor as he's been to this team all season long, like, I don't think like that cannot be just erased out of our minds when we're, when we're, when we're talking about this award, no matter how much we want to trip over ourselves to get, get it to Wimby, Wimby. So uh, look, I think betting it right now is interesting because there's also, there's also, what have we talked about all year with women? Yama? They were going to bring him along slowly because there's no reason to rush. What is he? 19, 20, we 20 yet. Mm-hmm. Like wh- whatever the hell, you know, whatever age he is. There's no reason to rush this when you don't have the other pieces around him to actually go win anything. So what did they do at the beginning of the season? They played him low-level minutes, like much like he was seeing in Europe before. And now, I mean, really the odds flipped when we heard from Pop that he was going to get increased minutes. But the one thing we've said all year is, okay, if this guy tweaks an angle, if this guy, and I'm not rooting for this, of course none of us are rooting for this, but if this guy pulls up with a tight hammy one day in practice, there's no question about like, hey, uh, so how are you feeling about for the game tomorrow? It's no, you're sitting up, you're sitting down and we'll we'll reassess things in a week from now because there's no reason to go get your brand new Ferrari, you know, ruined in year one when you're going absolutely nowhere. So I think that's still a big factor, right? Whereas compare where Chet's at. Anybody who wants to tell me the same thing about Chet, I'll push back on. I don't think that's the same case with Chet because you are in a true race for the one seed in the Western Conference. So Chet, Chet Holmgren will be utilized and played as much as he is comfortable playing with and the team is comfortable playing with him and playing in crucial moments of big-time games. So I think it becomes an interesting... I think it becomes an interesting case study of what this what this award's going to be this year. I, I, I do think we're, we're headed in that direction. I love the idea of having plus money on either one of those guys just because I do think it could be that tight. I think for people out there betting right now, it would be like it, it keeps drifting. I understand why you got in on it yesterday, right? Like, but it does keep drifting. It's drifted even more to, you know, a little bit more this morning. I Like, I would want to get in at some point. It's just, I don't know that I'd be rushing to do it right now and maybe even wait through the All-Star break when, when there's some more casual people just getting involved, back involved in the NBA. They see what Wembenyama's doing. 
Are they going to be rushing to lay minus, you know, 500, 600? Probably not, but I don't, I don't, I don't know that I see this going Chet's way anytime soon is my problem, the money, right? So I think you're, I think you could wait a little while, still get as good a number as you got, if not a little bit better here over the next week or two. Yeah, it's interesting too. You Sorry bring up for the, the minutes. Longest answer ever for, uh, to that question. No, it's all right. Hey, <laughs> and it's in terms of minutes too. By the way, to your point, um, what I think is going to be interesting is the dynamic of minutes played. He doesn't have a big edge, but uh, Holmgren is not only contributing to a team in terms of playing winning basketball and maybe winning the one seed in the West. He's also averaging over thirty minutes a game. Wembanyama right. is averaging twenty eight, and he's played more than thirty minutes. Just let's see. Uh, twice since December 17th, if I'm looking at this correctly, right? So, like, that's also something I think that will play a l- pretty large factor here. So, a number number of games played, too, There's there, yep. right? Isn't there an uh, – Chet's got at least a few more logged in. Uh, let's see. I'll have to double-check on that one. So, I know that Wembenyama right now is at 48 games played, and Holmgren is at 54. Yep, so there's about a six-game edge there so far. Uh, for Chet Holmgren right now. So durability, more minutes, more con- uh, contributions to a winning team, all of those sort of things. And I'll say this too, really quickly. And I will always bring this up because it's one of the better future hits that I've had in my time in covering the league for VSIN. And it's always a very good lesson for anybody out there. The year that Russ, or excuse me, uh, Julius Randle won most improved Kelly. When I bet him, Jeremy Grant was minus 550 to win the award, yep. right? These, these markets don't really mean that much. They're a reflection of liability a lot of the times. So don't think awards markets are predictive. We see it all the time. When James Harden beat out Giannis that year, Gian, was yeah, that was it, right? Where James Harden beat out Giannis. Um, Giannis was about minus $4 at one point to win MVP. So these are not predictive. Just keep that in mind when you see these odd shifts. And it is worth it at times to kind of try to get in there and, and buy low on guys to come and win some of these awards. And I think that this is the time to do it. So like you said, we saw it drift out a little bit more, but I saw five to one yesterday at a certain book that maybe or maybe not just paid me out on my Super Bowl future this morning. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so just wanted to get your thoughts on that. So You just got paid out this morning? Yeah. How about um, that, huh? That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Um, um, actually, I had to reach I, out. I, I, it's a I, quick side story. I had to reach yeah. out and ask. And they go, oh, essentially I got the... Oh, we're sorry for that. We we will pay you in the next 24 hours. That's well, unbelievable. Welcome to betting in Nevada, folks. Um, yep. <laughs> the other thing, I did bring up games played because I think that sh- – it's kind of funny because I think that should matter, but it was, this is not one of the awards, right, where that, that is, it's a requirement right. of. So, I, I, I mean, keep that in mind, but I do think that is something that should matter. Like, because well, when you're – because you're bringing, you've clearly brought Wemby along slowly. Like, and Chet's been like a go from the jump. And he, uh, again, playing on a team that is competing. To me, the games played should actually matter. When you're splitting hairs, this is what you do, right? When you have two things, yes. like it, you have to go down the list of things. And while in the grand scheme of things, it might not matter if you have like a large gap. When you're talking about two guys that are very close to one another, Things like that will matter, I think, eventually to some voters. So, yeah, I'm sure you hit on it yesterday too. Um, and I know we got games to get to, but I, man, I'll tell you, I think the, I, I I'm going even deeper into the tank. I think SGA MVP. <laughs> like I, I mean those uh the, those the bond temps results yesterday on the straw poll. I you know didn't love them for my Giannis positions, but I I kind of like it for my SGA positions, and I think there's I think we're going to see some changes in votes over the next uh, you know what do we have two months left month yeah, and a half so left 
that was my takeaway was there's upward mobility. Like, you yeah. know, my guy, right, that I'm going to keep stumping for because it's a good payout, but also I think he deserves it. Kawhi Leonard went from unranked to fifth, right? right? Like he surpassed yep. Jason Tatum, you know, like that's, that's a pretty big leap. And so for anybody mm -hmm. who thinks, like, oh, Kawhi's fifth, he has no shot. I, I would say that straw poll made me feel a lot better. I even said it on the pod yesterday. If Kawhi came in at like ninth, I feel like I'd be dead. But the fact that he leaped all the way to fifth and he got, you know, some second place votes and whatnot, like that's, that shows you that any of these votes could change in, in the last stretch. And I thought Femi, and I gave him credit for this. I thought he put it well. I do think that there's a smattering of voters who saw him be get ruled out and go, well, let's just give it to you. Let's just vote I, for Jokic. Let's totally just, think so. Because I have it, time for this to correct itself here over the course of whatever. And, and, and look, no, I mean, Tim Bontemps, we, we love when he does these straw polls. It gives us an idea. It often does. I mean, it does affect the betting markets. We like it. It's something to talk about. But yes, like I was thinking about that too yesterday. How many people are like, all right, Tim's texting me. Tim's emailing me about this. Let me give him, let me just give him an easy answer now of Jokic and like when my votes actually do, I can right. think about this a little harder, right? Like, hey, I think there's a lot of that going on. So I do, I, yeah, I think if you are, um, you know, someone holding a, you know, I mean, geez, a Kawhi ticket, even, you know, Luca ticket, which I, I, I mean, I, I, I keep trying to calm people down about Luca. I just don't think that they got to win, man. They got to win. Like his stats are incredible, but like they have to win some games for, I think for him to be really seriously considered. I think that's one thing you couldn't take away from that straw, straw poll yesterday is that Luca has no shot. If this team does not, does not get sure. into that top six range. I really, I really think that to your point, I think, for if you're a Kawhi backer, he's worked him. It worked his way into that conversation. Clearly, clearly there are there are people and people that vote on this award that have changed their opinion about whether he should be in this conversation or not. I don't really think Tatum has a chance. Honestly, I think we're probably down to about five guys that even have a chance. Yeah, um, absolutely. That even have a chance, and I think that that includes Kawhi and Luca, who I think are a little bit more on the outside looking in. Even yeah. them, I think, still need some help. I throw Giannis in there too. I think he's on the outside okay. looking in. Yeah. Okay. But either way, I, I mean, look, that's I wouldn't, but I think after what we saw from the straw poll yesterday, I think it would be fair for anybody to say that. I can't yeah. argue that. All right. Well, let that. Let's take a break. We got a large card to get to, and I've got a bet right at the top. So let's see what Kelly thinks about this matchup between Atlanta and Charlotte. Charlotte is playing host to the Atlanta Hawks. Kelly, last game before the All-Star break for these two teams. We saw this open up 7.5 in some spots. We're down to 6.5. The total down from 241.5 to 238.5. Injuries galore here for the Atlanta Hawks. Clint Capella, not going to play. Onyeka Okongu, not going to play. Um, A.J. Griffin back into the rotation. It's fine, not going to play. But really, the front court has been decimated here with injury for this team. And you, you hey, look, you see that. What's up? I'm glad you just brought up the AJ Griffin thing. I was sitting here looking at the injury report, and I'm like, yeah. "Has AJ Griffin been playing?" Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't know if they like him or not. I don't know what he's done, but you know, uh, the, Wesley the, Matthews included too. Right. Like, what, like I don't, I don't remember the last time I turned on a Hawks game. I'm like, "Hey, Wesley Matthews." The um, but the point is, the front court pretty uh, pretty thin, right? Clint Capella yeah. and Onyeko Kongu aren't going to play, and I know it's only two games. But the makeup of the new look Charlotte Hornets isn't terrible. I mean, you know, you look at what they are bringing to the table here, and I kind of like the additions, right, of Seth Curry and Grant Williams. Uh, they give you more shooters. You have two really solid wings in Miles Bridges and Brandon Miller. Miller's clearly improving. Uh, 21.3 points, 4.7 rebounds, and 49% shooting from the floor uh, over the last month. 
So he's been playing better. Uh, we know what Miles Bridges is. He's going to get shots up and score uh, with a high-volume approach. And with the losses of both Capella and Okongwu, I think to ask a lesser defensive team uh, without two of their rim protectors to go out there and, and win by margin on the road in the last game before the All-Star break, I'll take my chances uh, with the Charlotte Hornets tonight. Okay. So uh, I took seven with the Charlotte Hornets. Like I said, it's down to six and a half. Uh, I think I think that they're going to be pretty alive here to stay inside of this number uh, before we head off into the sunset for the All-Star break. But yeah, I took the underdog here today. I guess I was hoping you were going another way with that and we were gonna, you were going to say the over because uh, I think you could have talked me in on sure. that. Um, I think that's a pretty, that would be a pretty strong lean for me. Surprisingly, we saw, we've seen movement to the under, which is, I mean, I think without Okongwu and Dude, there's been some uh, wild movement with Capella, today. you know what I mean? We've also yeah. seen like Trey Young, his point total prop has dipped a little bit too. I think there's been some play on that. So clearly the market is with me and thinking a negative day for Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, both these defenses are terrible. You, I, I mean, you talked about... Uh, I, I mean, yeah, with no rim protection for Atlanta, really, that they're going to have in the game. Like, I mean, they've been one of the deep, worst defensive teams anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can get some points out of you know, if, if Bridges can put together a good game, get some points out of uh, Charlotte here. Like, I if you're covering tonight, I think this goes over, too. Like, sure. So that that's where – and that would be my lean in this game tonight. Yeah, and I would say, too, without those two guys out there, now all of a sudden Charlotte's kind of lack of size at times. Yeah. Well, now you're kind of on even footing, right? right because right. now you can't kill them on the glass without your two guys. And all of a sudden um, you look at Charlotte, too, and this is what I mean, like their new look kind of here. Like Trey Mann's kind of a big combo guard to have a point guard. He's 6'5", right, <laughs> or 6'4". Um, so, like, you kind of got a big guy at the point of attack. You've got Brandon Miller and Miles Bridges. You can switch pretty much everything that you want to go to. Nick Richards all of a sudden has some size to him. Right. And you can play him out there and have an advantage potentially here against Atlanta because he's sitting there at six eleven and, you know, a pretty good sized kid going up against, I don't know, Bruno Fernando. Right. Like this is going to be a pretty small team for Atlanta. So I think there's some advantages that go in Charlotte's favor. So Charlotte plus seven, uh, easy one there to grab up. And I still think it's playable through six, I, mainly, uh, but, mainly six and a half right now. I think if you're, you know, whenever you listen to this, uh, you know, we're recording, it's two Oh five Eastern time, eleven Oh five Pacific. Like this is, I'd probably wait. I still think as bad as Atlanta's been ATS, I still think they probably take money before people, you know, people coming in late, look at Charlotte to take, yep. uh, to get on Charlotte. So this might tick up to seven. I, you know, it's a little bit of a key number in the NBA. I would, I think I would just be sitting and waiting right now. Yeah. Um, wait, wait, wait for this to bounce back. I bet I almost guarantee at least one shop's going to go back to seven. Uh, all right, next up, New York Knicks, Orlando Magic. Uh, OG Ananobi, not going to play. Obviously, we know that. Boyan Bogdanovich, Dante DiVincenzo, Isaiah Hartenstein, all questionable. And then, of course, the usual suspects, Julius Randall, Mitchell Robinson, aren't going to play. For Orlando, second leg of a back-to-back. Tough one yesterday. Built up a pretty solid lead in the first quarter uh, against Oklahoma City. But, dude, I don't think – I think Jalen Suggs is going to have nightmares about Shea Gilgis Alexander. <laughs> that dude was cooking him. That was crazy. He put him on his ass like three or four yeah. times in that game. It was it was incredible to watch. And even as somebody who had Orlando Moneyline, I, I admired it. I loved watching that yesterday. But that is neither here nor there. But I will say this. No Markel Fultz, no Gary Harris, Kelly, for a team that really lacks good guard play. I think those are some pretty sneaky losses here for Orlando, who's a three-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of about 211-and-a-half. Yeah, not, not, I mean, with the injury report we just read off, I don't think there's anything you can do with this right now. I'd probably be looking uh, towards this Knicks side uh, in this game. This Magic team, this Magic team, I'm kind of, st- I, I am personally though kind of staying away from right now just because it's, I felt like I had a good read on them early. I felt like when Franz got hurt and left that 
that it, it was okay. You, you're this is a bet against team, or you got to stay away from betting on him right now. Now that he's back, I'm, I feel like I'm recalibrating where I have this team exactly because they, they were um they've been playing better. They've been yeah. I think they've looked pretty good at times here. I don't really know where I have them. I it's a team I really need to be more mindful of as we come out of the yeah. All-Star break. Yeah, they were running hot for a little bit there. Um, seven and one ATS in the eight games leading up to last night. Uh, we're playing pretty good basketball and then got snuffed out. Uh, all right, easy to move on, huh? Miami Heat on the road against the Philadelphia 76ers. We saw this open up four in favor of Philly. We're down to three. Three and a half is plenty of them uh, out there, too, if you want to still grab it. Total from 224 and a half uh, up to like 225, so not too much move on the total here. Injury report, uh, this is important. Miami's been going through it. Uh, Jimmy Butler, I don't think it's a surprise, dealing with personal issues with the All-Star break coming up. Easy to give him the day off. Again, Josh Richardson still out, obviously. Terry Rozier, obviously out, too. Duncan Robinson will play. And for Philadelphia, still no Tobias Harris. Um, Kyle Lowry, obviously not ready yet. And then the other news that we know, right? Nick Batum out, Robert Covington out, Joel Embiid out, Anthony Melton out. So do you trust Philadelphia here? And do you trust Miami, second leg of a back-to-back after an awesome showing last night against Milwaukee? Yeah, I mean, look, I think this is always the time of year where you should put, you know, put put the warning that this is the you got funky games tonight. You're gonna have you've had funky games all week. My betting in the past week hasn't exactly been spectacular. This is a game I'm staying away from because I think you're trying to read you're trying to read motivational factors here and stuff that I don't like. Philly needs a win. It feels like it just it just sure. a, just a, a morale boost a little bit. But man, it feels like they're just limping into the All Star break. And and look, Miami. Like you said, really impressive last night. Um, you know, did, did they go out on the road and it was, hey, we're going to go into, but we're going to go into Milwaukee and Philly, pick up two massive wins, and then go into the All Star break. That feels like a very Miami Heat thing, you know, thing to do. But it is still the back end of a back to back, and I have a lot of questions on who's scoring the basketball consistently here besides Tyler Hero. Um, you know, that was I got burned on a live bet on the Bucks last night because that was kind of my angle on that last night. I'm like, who the hell is scoring for this Heat team? Yep. Throws here and Jimmy Butler out. Uh, obviously, it was no problem for them last night. Can they carry that shooting over? We'll see. I don't. Th- this is a game. It just, I got no no interest in betting aside or or total here, frankly. I mean, like if anything, we'd probably be looking at the under. Yeah, the the, the thing about today's card too, and this next one will will really um, show us. Um, there's a lot of questionable. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of questionables. Um, yeah. For example, Indiana, Toronto, Indiana injury, uh, injury report today. Tyrese Halliburton's questionable. Benedict Matherin is questionable. Miles Turner is questionable. Um, you might get like Jairus Walker to play up from the G league here today, but oh, three key guys, all questionable. I have no idea if they're going to play or not. Tough no way you can say re- anything intelligent about that. I right. Will, exactly. I, I will say that the, the, the Tyrese Halliburton injury tags are starting to get annoying. Like yeah. that's been the he's getting the the fairly regular questionable for rest sort of things right like that are popping up that's getting annoying yeah like just just list him out if he's gonna rest like the, the gamesmanship nonsense is is ridiculous we don't they, need to they do need to do something about this like I like I mean what the Lakers do every single day should not be allowed in 2024 in the NBA to list LeBron James and AD as questionable every single game it should not be allowed. Well, at least today they told us ahead of time LeBron wasn't going to play, which yeah, is thanks, weird. Dude. I talked about that yesterday. Like, I guess we'll skip ahead really quickly because, you know, they're playing the Jazz. I mean, it, it, him and Kawhi, it's got to be situations where it's like, yo, just chill. Just stay in L.A. Like, just just, just stay. Like, we'll just right. you. Well, I think Kawhi actually is reportedly very actually hurt. Like, he might not play in the All-Star game. So, like, that's actually something where he's legitimately injured. Yeah, not to say well, that LeBron's how not. How concerned are you? 
there. That's an adductor strain. I don't think I'd be that concerned. You know, I mean that that's so. Someone asked me that, that today. I was like, "That's my reaction as well." But it's Kawhi. So if, like- it, if it was if it was a lower body injury, I'd be more concerned. You know, but I, yeah, I think totally, totally. Uh, like when you're talking about and 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 actually, your adductor I believe is a lower body. It's the outside. Uh, of your like thigh. I have no freaking clue. Yeah, I think it's like right around your thigh. It's not like your uh, what's it called? Your um, I think people think of your abs, but it's like a um, a muscle right outside of your hip, right? But it's a muscle injury, so I think like that's something where you're going to be fine. Now, if it was Kawhi Leonard knee soreness out, not going to play in the All Star game, that's when I think you really start to worry. But I think with a little small hip issue like this, give him the last game off. Take going to the all-star break, give them about a week and a half, 10 days, and then you may be good to go. Doctors are good. How the hell do they diagnose these things? Like, what the hell? That That's a muscle that wraps around, like, all the way from your back around your hip to, like, your, like, down your leg. Well, I will say, as somebody who, like, was in shape for a short time in his life, you know, I used to do, like, workouts that would work your adductor, so that's okay, why I know there that, you yeah, <laughs> there you go. that's, yeah, that's, that's my extent of my knowledge there. Um, but anyway, no, I bring that up, so we got sidetracked really quickly, because we're talking yeah. about it. I'm surprised that they had LeBron play against Detroit, but not here against Utah. Like this is a massive game. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're competing for the last two seeds of the play. And if you give this one to Utah, this could play a difference here for you. Like this, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty surprised that they allowed that. To, like that this is the way they approached it. I mean, me too, but, it, but me too, but it's uh, like, who gives up about the Pistons? No, I, I hear you. I just think, I bet you this is something they had planned a week, a week and a half ago or something. With him, it was like, ah, we're gonna play to here. You just stay home and then you know rest up and whatever. All star break, who cares? Uh, yeah, maybe. Well, like, pro- pro- like maybe thinking about it at times where they're yeah they're they are discounting what the Utah Jazz are. Right, and, <laughs> like, and look, I, I mean, I think it's just another. I think it's another situation of the Lakers like the Lakers acting and, lo- and feeling like they're better and more important than they actually are. Well, and I'll say this, and, and there's a couple of things. First off, Jazz and Lakers, and we'll give you the line here too as we're talking about it. Uh, Jazz are now about a five and a half point favorite. Uh, I'm the probably total, betting them tonight too. Totals around two forty and a half. Well, this is interesting. So yeah, let's talk about this then because yeah. I actually am kind of of the ilk that I want to bet the Lakers here because I do think we are discounting how much Utah did sell off at the trade deadline, mm-hmm. right? Like, like they, they did sell off three guys that were part of their rotation. And this is a team that was barely a playing team as it is. And when you do give up production like that, I think that does hurt you quite a bit. And so I do wonder if we move forward here for Utah and you look at like their recent results and what we believe in them. Um, do we think that maybe just maybe I know they, they grabbed wins over Milwaukee and OKC, but is this team going to start to slip here a little bit? But the rating has kind of stayed the same. So something interesting to watch here. Also, the front end of a back-to-back here for Utah, too. They've got L.A. today. They wrap up before the All-Star break tomorrow against Golden State. Yeah, this is uh, – I think I think it's a good point. Uh, like, when they, we get back from the All-Star break, do I really expect the Utah Jazz to play – like, I don't think they're a playoff team. I don't think that right. they're – they're just outside the play-in right now, right? Looking yes. in, are they 11? Like, I don't even think they get in the play-in. I think you're right. I think we do see this team – um, regress a little bit from what they've been. But this game specifically tonight, I'm waiting to see if a five pops. Kind of the same thinking as, as uh, the Atlanta-Charlotte game sure. we were talking about. I just think the Lakers will probably show a little, a little Lakers money will show at some point. And I'll be, lay, I'll be laying the five with the Jazz. I, I think it's just another – this is – what is this? So as far as just rest advantage stuff that I have written down, this would be the second biggest – Rest advantage edge game that I have written down tonight. So that is something that 
Um, you know, there's not obviously we're getting in the final days before before the uh, All Star break. There's not many of these you can really take advantage of. That is one that my numbers kind of point that way on those. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yes, they have not been playing as well recently. But you're just with, with the LeBron already being ruled out. I'm sure. taking it more as like the Lakers are already done. They're already done and ready for the All Star break. And they, and to your point, I don't think the I think the it being a front end of a back to back maybe even helps things if you're backing Utah tonight because they like. Lakers are ready to go on vacation. Utah's got two freaking huge games here tonight right. and tomorrow night. So I, I actually kind of like it. I'll probably be on them small regardless, but I'm waiting to see if this comes back to a five. Yeah. Uh, all right. So with that, we'll get back in rotation order really quickly. Um, Brooklyn Nets, Boston Celtics, anything here? 12 and a half open up to 13 total no. right now at about like 229, 228 and a half. Uh, injury no, a report lot of, yeah, looks like Porzingis. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, uh, looking at this from the injury report standpoint, um, hasn't officially been submitted, but, you know, I know, I think we know Christoph Porzingis is going to play, but who knows about everybody else. Horford played well for them yesterday. Would expect maybe a day off before the break, but I had nothing Yeah, Horford's you. out. I just saw a couple of those yep. come down. Horford is out. Jalen Brown, questionable tag. And then Porzingis uh, looks like he's going to go. All right, cool. Easy peasy. Scratch it off. Uh, I also think you can scratch off Cleveland and Chicago. Uh, really, the big name here is Darius Garland. He is sick and is questionable to play. Uh, don't know if you're going to have him available. Dean Will, uh, Dean Wade, also sick. You never like to see two guys with an illness because there's a chance that it's yeah. going through the locker room. So maybe keep that in mind here for Cleveland against Chicago. And also, uh, we do have Alex Caruso, who is questionable right. to play yeah. with his toe injury. So some big names, but for the Cleveland Cavaliers, Garland's worth something. Want to make sure he plays. But with that, I don't think it's worth really looking at. I'm with it being, you know, just this close to the All Star break. I'm not going to force anything here, but this, uh, the Chicago side, it, it does. I mean, the Caruso okay. questionable tag it just kind of put me off of it. But I, I, the Chicago side, I think if he goes is interesting. You, t- you did bring up the Ill- illness. You never really know what's going on, uh, there. But if you, I mean, you're talking Garland out tonight. I just this, the advantage. The advantage that Cleveland has down low and on the boards is is, is so obvious. But against the Chicago, Chicago is one of those teams that can actually throw some bigs back at them a bit. So um, I, I think nine points is a fair is a lot. I don't think I'll end up on this tonight. But there was that was my first my first thought on this game was Chicago. All right, let's take our break. We wrap up rapid fire uh, with our last few games before we head off into the sunset. Uh, and I've got one more bet on the West Coast tonight. Kelly, we can have a team have their win total decided before the All-Star break. How about this? The Memphis Grizzlies, with a loss tonight, will clinch the under on their win total for the season. They have to go undefeated the rest of the way to get over their win total. (laughs) Don't think that's going to happen. So they can go down tonight, potentially. Memphis catching 2.5 with a total of 218.5 at home against Houston. Uh, Injury report for this game, not a lot of big notable games, or should be names, I should say. Zaire Williams and Derrick Rose, the guys who would play here today for Memphis uh, that have a questionable tag next to them. And as we know for Houston, Cam Whitmore, Fred Van Vliet, Tari Eason, and um, I was going to say Steven Adams. I forgot Ron Burgundy there. Uh, All out. (laughs) Reggie Bullock is questionable. I had no interest in betting this. I don't want to watch Houston Memphis other than the fact that I want to see if this team is going to go down today and clinch the decision on their win total. 
Yeah, this is uh, yeah, two team two teams. I don't have much interest in watching either one of them right now. I do have a bet in this game though. I did play. Uh, I played the under uh, last night. I played under two seventeen uh, uh, last night when it opened. There's been a lot of wild movement uh, in games today. Like I think that's another like people just people someone just waving a flag at everybody out there and being like, be careful betting these games today. Like there's been yep. wild move between where these where some of these games opened last night moved. Mo- uh, moved last night and then moved back this morning. It's been a little wild like that. So I bet under 217. I woke up and saw 220 and a halves on the board. And now it's yep. back down to like 218 and a half, 218, uh, mainly for this game. But uh, okay, so let's break it down real quick. We've seen out of Memphis um, it recently, you're talking two and nine, their last 11 games. Okay, worst offense in the league over that time. Middle of the road defense, though? Like, the defense has been scrappy out there? They've been good for a long time now. I think they're still, I think they're 11th right now overall in the season. Okay, well, there you go. I I did look at some of the midseason data wasn't as strong on them, so they've been playing a little bit better here recently. Um, And then, you know, Houston, it's just all these injuries. I mean, they're they're still a top 10 defensive team, and all these injuries that are racking up are kind of all offensive guys I'm concerned about, right? Like Fred Van Vliet, Leaving, okay, it's like consistent scoring that's going out of the lineup. Even Cam Whitmore not be playing, right? Like, that is someone who can score for this team. So, uh, I, I played the under here tonight. I uh, I played at 217. Obviously, I like it at 218.5. Yeah, Memphis, thir- uh, 12th on the season in non-garbage time defensive efficiency. Third in defensive turnover rate. So, that's how they're okay. at least being scrappy. They're forcing turnovers, playing good defense, and that's about it. Uh, all right, I'll ask you quickly. Washington, New Orleans, Dallas, San Antonio. A couple of double-digit spreads. Uh, and actually, yeah. we've got a trio of them coming up. We'll throw in Detroit Phoenix here. Uh, New Orleans is a 13-point favorite. Uh, your total right now is 234. The The name here to watch is Kyle Kuzma. He is questionable to play for the Washington Wizards for the New Orleans Pelicans. Zion Williamson is questionable, too. So I think that's easy to kind of scratch off, move on, until you know either of those guys are going to play. San Antonio, yeah, Dallas. Once you know that, I will say I consider I considered a first-half play on New Orleans, but I it, it – I got to wait and see what the injury, the injury stuff's like. New Orleans has just been a first half ATS train this season. Uh, but that is like, I don't know if I want to go lay in seven points either, which I think it's probably at right now. Yep. Uh, next up, Dallas, San Antonio. Um, Dallas is uh, down to an 11 point favorite with the total right now sitting at about 242 and a half. No real questionables for San Antonio, but for Dallas, worth noting that Kyrie and Luca are both probable, so they can be ruled out at any moment, but I think they're going to play. Uh, Maxi Kleba and Derek Lively questionable, but I think Derek Lively on the right side of questionable as he has missed some time with a nasal oh. fracture uh, would assume that he is going to play, uh, but that's just me because uh, he has been missing some time. Uh, but we'll see if that's going to be the case. Anything here for San Antonio and Dallas? You sounded surprised. I, I no, I, I didn't know that Lively had been, uh, yeah, it been upgraded to questionable. So he's actually getting back, uh, back into the room. I, but that's like that's one. Why the hell would you play him? Like, why? Why would you like? I know it's a nose, so it's not like right. something you're really worried about, like long term. But still, like you're about to enter like this nice all star break. Like, why? Why are you forcing him to play? I, I guess maybe give him I some run before. You know what I mean? Give him a little right, bit of time yeah, or whatever, and then that's it. Uh, maybe play him 20 minutes and, and don't do anything else. Uh, and then Detroit-Phoenix, uh, second leg of a back-to-back for both teams. Detroit failed to cover last night in L.A. Phoenix had an awesome game against Sacramento, came back, won that one. Phoenix right now land 13, hasn't really moved much off of that one. Total 237.5. No official injury reports for either team. Should also note, Suns lost Bradley Beal to a hamstring injury yesterday. He's not going to play. I don't need anybody yeah. to report that for me. He's going to be out here. Um, and we want to know exactly what's going to happen, but mm, 
easy to scratch this off with the unknown nature of what these two rosters look like. Yeah. Yep. I got nothing easy scratch off. Yep. All right. Cool. And that's why folks like some of these, this kind of stinks like the, today is an awesome schedule, but there are a lot of injury questions. You know, for example, next up Sacramento at Denver, Sacramento, as I mentioned, second leg of a back-to-back just lost to Phoenix last night. Haven't been playing particularly great basketball. We don't know what their official injury report is. And for the Denver Nuggets side, both Jamal Murray and Contavious Caldwell Pope are questionable to play for Denver. If those two don't play, those are line-altering absences, potentially. Yeah. We're sitting at six, and, or excuse me, open six. We're down to five, five and a half in multiple spots. The total is sitting at 229 and a half. Uh, we're going to sound repetitive ad nauseum, but until you find out what's going to happen, um, this is something that you have to consider and just keep an eye on for injuries. Yeah, if you would have told me, uh, if you would have asked me two days ago, three days ago, I say I would have told you. I could, know, I could tell you, ninety nine percent certainty, I would be betting the Denver Nuggets tonight. Um, just, just it's not been playing well, which is kind but, of interesting. No, I know, no, I know, no, I know, but just with Sacramento, this schedule, they've been, they've had to fight through oh, yeah. here. Uh, I think this is the perfect spot to go against them tonight. But you, like I, KCP, no, no KCP, no Jamal Murray, I can't consider laying six plus points right now. I would agree. And uh, the last one of the day, a bet that I have. Do I have to play the sound, Kelly? Um, no, because I'm okay. going right. to buy off my position. So, All right, here we go. Uh, Los <laughs> Angeles Clippers on the road against Golden State Warriors. How about this? Some spots opened L.A. minus three before the Kawhi Leonard announcement that he was not going to play today. We have swung back to three in the other direction. And, Kelly, I got to tell you, uh, I think Kawhi Leonard is very valuable. I think he might be the most valuable player uh, in the NBA. I still think this is a pretty damn good Clippers team. And, and to make us to have a six point swing toward Golden State, as well as they've been playing, they have been great. All yeah. right, eight and four straight ups, uh, nine and three against the spread in the last twelve. I mentioned to you when we were last on, been falling in love with this team. If you really dissect what they who they've played though, haven't played many good defenses since Draymond Green's return. And in fact, one of the best statistical defenses they faced, Philly twice. Joel Embiid, we know what's going on with him. So. I think this is a pretty good step up. I think that the Clippers ran into a Minnesota Timberwolves team that now that I've watched two games, I am a little nervous for the Clippers if they run into Minnesota in the postseason. That size really bothered them. But this is a much smaller team. You can you can get versatile. You can switch a bunch. You can do whatever you want. You're still a good offensive team without Kawhi Leonard out there. You'll match their pace too. I thought this was pretty extreme in terms of the move here. I thought this would be probably about like one, one and a half in favor of Golden State. So I grabbed three with the Kawhi-less Clippers. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think that this is I think this is one of those situations where not all six point swings are created equal, right? You're around the you're around the zero, right? So it's three, you know, kind of three either side. I don't think that's a, as big if you go from a as you go from a two and a half to an eight and a half sort of situation. Uh if it was like that. Um but I, I understand where you're coming from. I, I understand. I'm, I b- did grab a Warriors ticket, but that was because I was sitting right here when I saw the Ka- Kawhi Leonard news came to, come down yesterday, and I grabbed a plus two and a half on Golden State. But I, frankly, we didn't even talk about it on this episode. But the whole, uh, you know, Lakers war uh, or the whole LeBron Warriors thing this morning, right. like man, I, I, I think I'm buying off this, uh, this position tonight a little bit because I, I kind of like your, I like the Clipper side a little bit better anyways. I was just more of a numbers grab last night. Um, but man, like this is, and maybe this is a good way to end the episode, but like you don't think that some of that reporting is uh, in the heads of these Warriors players today? Like this is, sure. okay, cool. There, there was legit reports of a conversation at, with a trade for LeBron James out there for the Golden State Warriors that, okay, in the story that I read, from uh, Woj and Ramona Shelburne, Draymond Green had to sign off on, apparently, or whatever, was consulted on it. 
obviously Steph Curry wasn't getting moved. Um, so you can kind of narrow down like contract wise, who was going to be moved there. Like it's clay or Chris Paul. You got to get the money together there from one of those guys. And then it's, I'm sure the Lakers would have been demanding a Kaminga or Pajemski or if not both situation, right? Like, so it's like for two, I, I just, I think it is such terrible timing for a story like this to come out for the Golden State Warriors who are finally, play, you know, playing together better, playing together better. These younger guys are playing together together better. Like, how does so, does a story like this get into the head of a Jonathan Kaminga or a, or a, 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 a God, what the, what the hell's the kid's name? Pastramsky. Uh, uh, Brandon Pajemski? Pajemski. Jeez, I just said it three times and I forgot about it. Yeah. Um, you know, like, does that stick in their heads at all? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, man, but there's too many mind, mind games going on around an all-star break. I got no I got no interest in trying to figure out. So I'm going to buy off my position here, open up a little floor point window. Uh, all right. window. There we go. I like it. So with that. Best bet recap. I've got the Charlotte Hornets plus seven and the Los Angeles Clippers plus three. Easy day. Yeah, Rockets, Grizzlies under for me, probably a Jazz ad later. There we go. All right. We'll make it short and sweet. Kelly's got to get out of here. So please, as always, we sign off with the same message. Like, rate, review, subscribe, and enjoy Valentine's Day. Get it right there, folks. Come on. Show the person you love them. And we will talk to you tomorrow because we love you here on Hardwood Handicappers. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.